Hello and welcome to the one 106 of a second photography podcast. This episode is entitled SL2 six month review or Canon 200D six month review. I don't know whether it's been six months, but I thought I'd give an update of how I got on with the Canon 200D. It's a strange story really. I bought the Canon 200D primarily for video work at a time when Canon was and is still called out, made fun of, picked on, moaned about for its video capabilities. In fact, they're they're not at a good time recently. There's been quite a lot of animosity around in reviews, YouTube, the internet, etc. about Canon cameras and Canon in general. They're not innovating as much as they were. And I'm not a Canon fanboy. I moved to Canon from Pentax, interestingly, for their video capabilities. And I've stayed with Canon because I've got a lot of Canon lenses. I've been happy with Canon and 4K is not the end all for me. So when I saw a good deal for the Canon 200D, I took it because I wanted it for video. Now Canon is very good at doing DSLRs. And Canon is very good at doing specific products. People might say they've fallen behind in technological advantage, and I'd probably agree with that. But in terms of basic good DSLRs and basic cameras that satisfy the majority of the user base, they do a really good job. And the SL2 is a testament to that, or the 200D. I can't decide what I'm going to call it. For me, it's the 200D. First off, it's a really lightweight camera. It's a DSLR. If I get a new camera, I generally get a second battery. And this goes back to the days when I had the 550D. I found when I did video, the batteries got eaten up really quickly. So I bought two third-party batteries and I had enough to do the shoots I wanted to do. So I got a second battery for the SL2. I'll probably call it SL2 and 200D and swap it about without thinking about it. So I do apologize if that annoys you. So I bought a second battery for it and I've hardly ever used it simply because the battery just lasts for ages. It's a really good battery. Battery. I suspect it's a combination of a good battery and the camera itself not using a lot of energy. So I got it for video, but increasingly I've been using it for stills. And the reason is it's very lightweight. With a lightweight lens, it's lovely to use. So I've been using it predominantly with a 24mm EFS lens, f2.8. That's a small pancake lens, just fits on the front. It's amazing. You've got a DSLR or a mirrorless, you could say, and I'll talk about that later, that's really light, really quick, and very fun and good to use. The 200D has a set of guides and menus in for people who are new to photography, and that's fine. That's really good for those people. I don't use them, but also I'm not annoyed or insulted that they're there. I think it's really good that there's a good graphics that displays what happens when you change the shutter speed and what happens when you change your aperture. In terms of modes, we've got manual, shutter priority, aperture priority, various scenes. We don't seem to have user defined presets like I've got on my 5D. It's fine. There's quite a lot of auto modes. There's a scene mode and auto plus and no flash mode, creative auto mode, but I'm never going to use those. I'm going to use it on manual or aperture priority. The buttons are really well laid out. The only one I dislike is the on switch, which actually is really good for quickly getting to video. So you switch it on in one flick and you switch to video in another flick. The problem I have with it is it's very easy to leave it on and drain the battery. What an irony, I talked about the good battery life. And it's very easy for it to get knocked in your bag and switch on or switch to video. So it feels very good in the hand. It's very easy to change settings. The viewfinder is good. It's not 100% viewfinder, but it's fine for me. 
But really, and this is the reason I got the camera, the big selling point for me was the articulating touchscreen and the autofocus. So because I got it primarily for video work, that was the draw. I wanted a really good autofocus camera that was clever in the way it did autofocus. And the Canon Dual Pixel AF does that. And I want an articulating screen and a touchscreen so I could touch the focus, I could do lots of video things. And it was great for video things, but I find myself using it more and more for photography. In fact, using it pretty much all the time for photography. It's now very rare that I put the viewfinder to my eye, but I've got that ability if I want it. So I don't put the viewfinder to my eye. I use the intelligent autofocus system and it's very good and it's got face tracking. So for the style of photography I do, it's really good. So I can flip the screen out, I can get it very low to the ground or at an angle, and I can take really good in-focus pictures. And I did a shoot recently, and I just took the 200D, and I, I took the 24mm lens, and I took a, a 51.4, and I wanted to capture a bit of video about this shoot. So I put the 1.4 on, I captured some video, and by this point, it was getting dark. So it was in a forest, it was really dark, it was sort of after seven o'clock and I just bumped up the ISO and it looked like it was daytime and I could go quite high on the ISO I think I went to 1600 it made no difference to the video quality and it makes no difference to the the image quality so I've got a 5D that's big it's a big tank of a camera and I would happily shoot at 1600 with the original 5D 3200 was pushing it a bit I cannot go any higher than 3200 but you do see significant grain at 3200 it's not a showstopper but it is there with this camera I'm quite confident I'm going to go past 3200 and not have the noise effect. So all of a sudden for me, the benefit of a full frame is negated by this camera that was under £300. It does have good high ISO performance. And let's put that in context. It doesn't have the best high ISO performance. There are cameras out there with better high ISO performance. I'm not saying it's the, the best in the world, but for me, it's the best one I've got. And that's all that matters to me. Of the cameras I've got, this is the lightest and the best ISO. It's got all your other standard DSLR features. It's got a microphone input. Again, great for video. Why I bought it. It works very well with my lenses and it's generally a joy to use. I don't like the fact it doesn't have 4K, because if it did have 4K, I'd probably use it, but I have another camera, I have a couple of other cameras that have 4K and I never use it. I guess I'd like the option to use it. I like the option to be there, so I could try it out. A follow-up, the 250D or the SL3 has 4K with a crop, and I think, you know, the dual pixel autofocus doesn't work in it. But out of the 200D, you get excellent 1080 footage. I didn't think I'd like it, but shooting at 1080 60 is really good the picture looks so much better at 1080 60 and you've got an advantage at 1080 60 because you're shooting at double the frame rate so if you shoot at 30 frames per second your frame rate is 160 of a second you're going to get quite bright exposure you might for creative reasons not want to stop your lens down to balance exposure and this is on iso 100 so you might have to go to get a suitable exposure something like f18 something really silly you might not want to. If you shoot at 60 frames per second, your shutter speed needs to be 120. That's a stop less of light, so it means you can put your aperture up one stop more, if that makes sense. So you maybe don't have to go to f18. You, If you're at f11, you might be able to go to f, f8, f5.6, shooting at 60 frames per second. And the, it just looks better at 60 frames per second. Can't explain why it looks better at 60 frames per second. To me, it looks more natural. Even on my iPhone, if I switch it to 60 frames per second, it just, to me, it looks better. This sounds silly, but I like the ability to be able to manually change the sound recording. That's really quite useful for me because getting sound recording right is very difficult, but I can adjust the levels in camera, which is really useful for me. And again, don't forget I got this for doing video work. 
you've got something called digital zoom and digital zoom is quite good so you can just crop in you can't use the autofocus and you have to use manual focus but you can crop in if you need to with digital zoom auto iso is very good as well i really enjoy that and we've got sort of built-in time lapse software well not software functionality to record time lapse and output it to a video file when i started recording time lapses i had to play about using quicktime pro and importing them in as an image sequence and exporting them as a movie i don't have to worry about any of that sort of thing and would you believe it i've not used it but it has battery info where you can look at the battery your capacity and your performance that's a good feature and the other feature it's got is wireless but you know what i've never used it so you can connect to a smartphone and i think it's got gps in but i've never used them i don't know if i use them if it would radically change things but no i've never been bothered to use them i'm not going to bore you by talking about the canon colors i like the pictures from canon we'll just leave it at that so i find myself more and more graduating towards the canon 200d as the camera i pick up I'm still going to keep my other DSLRs. It, the value there right now is not worth selling them, in my opinion. But yeah, I'm going to keep just a spares or backups. I'll occasionally go back to my 5D, although the temptation to go back to my 5D is a lot lower than it used to be, just because I get on so well with this 200D. I know at the moment everyone's really keen on mirrorless, but there is something to be said about a DSLR. It is trustworthy. This battery does last a long time and it does perform very well. Maybe don't be too free to get rid of your DSLR and replace it with a mirrorless. Because I've had mirrorlesses and yeah, there is something good about a DSLR. So that's what I think of the Canon 200D after using it for an extended period of time. What made me do this episode was I bought my Canon 200D from Toby Deals. And they sent me an email recently, which isn't news in itself, but... I saw the price of the 200D and I thought that is a bargain that no one is picking up, particularly now the newer model has come out, that 200D is a lot cheaper. Now I'm not sponsored by Toby Deals, I won't benefit from mentioning their name at all and I wouldn't want to, but when I saw that it reminded me of yes, I got a good deal on that camera and it is a steal at the moment and I ended up doing this episode because it just sort of reminded me of what a good camera it was and how much I'm using it. Do you have any go-to gear or gear you love or gear that was an incredibly good buy and an incredibly good purchase? Do let me know if you have gear like that because I'd love to hear what you think about your gear. Thank you. Goodbye.